0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham.
1: This message is by Clive Urquhart.
0: Now, the last couple of Sundays we've had uh, two very kind of flowing Sundays in terms of what God has been doing. Last week was, was quite a, a strong morning and... Uh, and some of it obviously was not necessarily planned in the way it all came out. But God is at work and God is moving. We've had some amazing encounter nights over the last few weeks. So we're not just going to do a review because, because you know, that in and of itself won't serve a purpose on its own. But in a few minutes, just going to give a little few, some of the highlights. But what does that mean now? What is God saying? And, and, and what are our next steps? Where are we going from here? Um, so, but before we get into that, because that will flow off the back of what we're going to do now, um, for many of you, you know this is the uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and we want to take a few moments to not only, not only remember what took place, but also why, what is our response now and going forward. So I want to welcome Jane up and uh, to um, just come and speak for a few minutes. And uh, just sort of frame that. And then we're going to pray. And then I'm going to sort of carry on with what God wants to continue with this morning.
1: Morning. Yes, we are. Um, Yeah, so today, January the 27th. in 1945, was the day that uh, Auschwitz-Birkenau, one of the worst and biggest camps, uh, death camps, was liberated. Um, so the UN um, designated this day to um, remember and acknowledge um, everybody that died there, um, but obviously the the eight or so million um, Jews that died during that the Holocaust, through the whole time. And um, it's good to remember... Um, not to forget what happened to all those people. Um, and to honour their their memory is obviously really important that we look forward, not just back, amen? That we work together as the church, as human beings, to make sure that it, it never happens again. And one of those ways is standing against anti-Semitism, amen, in whatever form, it, but it's rising in, in, in Europe and in the nations again, so it's important that we stand against it, that we support the Jewish people, that we educate the next generation, that they know what happened, um, and just by simply loving the Jewish people, There's a whole generation that went through it, but also their children and grandchildren that, at, that actually live in trauma from what happened and fear, and as a nation, you know, they're they're surrounded by their enemies still. We heard a testimony from a um, a survivor, a Holocaust survivor, in Israel a couple of years ago. And um, she was an amazing woman. She works at Yad Vashem at the Holocaust Museum, um, giving, giving her story, just serving there. And she came and spoke to our group. And she said what, not just what she had been through and then got out and living in the land, but then her grandson, who was working in the, in the army, in the IDF in Israel, was a tank commander. And a bullet got through, uh, you know, the slit in the, in the tank, and, um, and he, he got killed. And it was just unbelievable to hear that actually they may be in their land and alive, but they still live with this constant uh, fear and trauma going on. And they live with their enemies surrounding them. But we know that God has overcome all that. Amen. We've been singing, God overcame death. And God surrounds them. His word says that he surrounds them as a nation. And the Bible is very clear that God's plan for them is life. And life from the ashes, if you read Ezekiel. Life from the ashes, when there was hopelessness, God's plan is to breathe on them. They would become a nation again. They would stand up as a people. Israel has a future and a destiny and a calling from God to be glory carriers. Amen. That's who we are because we've come into their promises. They are called to be glory carriers and um, to, to glorify God in these last days. And as we've been praying and hearing about the rain coming, And God pouring out his spirit on us and on our nation and and in the nations. There's actually been a physical outpouring of rain in Israel in the last few weeks that they haven't had in a very long time. They've had a rainfall that's broken a five-year drought, and um, and as physical water comes on that land, the parched land has springs and there's pools, and it's just in the physical. It's a physical demonstration of God outpouring His Spirit there. Amen. The same as we're having an outpouring of God here. For Kingdom Faith this year, in fact, even just in the in the next few months, we've got different initiatives going on to um, build relationships with the Jewish community, bringing rabbis and Christian leaders together. We have the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast in London, which we hosted um, last year for the first time. We're having an even bigger one in London this year. Um, we have an initiative going on with um, some uh, good friends of ours in Norway called Israel Next, which is reaching the next generation in the nations with an understanding of Israel, bringing them back to their roots and building more relationships with Messianic leaders in Israel itself. And why, why are we doing all this? Because God's promise is that he will be glorified in Israel, in the people and in the land. And... Um, When, you know, we hear about the cloud, what God's doing, he's moving over there. So we want to be moving with him. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you. Father, we thank you that we can be part of your plans to bless Israel. Lord, we speak your healing. We speak your deliverance. And we speak your redemption over the Jewish people and their land in these days. And that, Lord, you bring them into their glorious destiny in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks. There's uh, obviously the Holocaust of 70 years ago. Um. Is something that is is known all over the world, and it's important, you know, that we remember what took place. And obviously, the enemy, the devil's purpose was to wipe out the Jewish people, thinking that if we can wipe out the Jewish people, then God's purposes will be wiped out, because the devil understands the Bible. The devil understands what God is doing, and uh, and so he tries to to cut things off all the way along, and knowing that he. At the end of the day, he's been defeated, but he wants to take as many people to hell with him on the way. Now, there is another silent holocaust that is going on in our 21st century nation. It's called abortion. That's another holocaust that's going on. There's 500 uh, children, babies, that are aborted every day in the UK. 500. I don't know what that is a year. That's a lot. It's a silent holocaust. See, what is the enemy doing? In the same way that, if we can put it this way, so many Jews were led to the gas chambers just in rows of people and and just led in there and taken in and murdered. In the same way, the enemy is working in our culture, in our nation, and there are droves of people that don't know the Lord, that are like being taken along, like going into a spiritual gas chamber. They've not heard the gospel, they've never encountered a Christian, and they're on their way to hell. And it's, it's happening today in our nation, in Horsham, Burgess Hill, Worthing, Crawley, East Grinstead, Guildford, Brighton, And it's, there's a silent thing that's going on that's all about people's eternal destiny. Where are they going to spend eternity? Are people going to spend eternity with God or are they going to spend an eternity in hell? Now hell is not a popular word these days. It's not a word that people don't like to talk about hell. There's even a growing thing within certain circles of Christianity where, don't talk about hell at all, hell is not real. God is a good God and ultimately everybody's going to be with God anyway. Now how many of you know that's a lie from the enemy? That doesn't line up with the truth of God's word. So there is a silent trail of death that is at work in our culture. On the outside, Many people look like they're doing all right. Where they live, the kind of cars they drive, the clothes they're wearing, the lifestyle they have. And for many, things seem to be okay, even on the outside. But yet underneath that, there is a silent pathway that leads to destruction, if we want to use that sort of word. And... At this moment, our nation is in turmoil, crossroads. This is a really positive message, this, isn't it, so far this morning? <laughs> Just sort of lighten it with that for a minute. Our nation is in turmoil. It's at a massive crossroads. And we know that nobody knows actually what's going to happen. There's lots of plans, lots of agendas, lots of people who are trying to lobby things within parliament, MPs and... Uh, civil servants, all the guys that are supposedly shaping everything. And uh, they're all coming up with their own plans, their own things to try and get their way this week and over the next few weeks. But we know nobody actually knows really what they're doing at the end of the day. And what a great opportunity for God to work and move in our nation in amongst all the confusion, agendas, plans of men. Over the last few weeks, God has been... Doing something very deep and profound in our lives. And um, there's been a lot of emphasis, obviously, on what he's doing in us, but at the same time, a lot of emphasis on why he is working in our hearts and lives. That he's not just doing a cleansing work in us, he's not just doing a preparing work in us, which he is. But it's also why he is doing all of that, because of what we've just described. The Holocaust of abortion needs to change. The Holocaust of, if we can just use that phrase, I don't mean it in any demeaning way to the Jewish people in whatsoever. It's called a Holocaust because millions of people died, wiped out. Murdered. And the enemy, the devil, is doing the same thing in our culture. Millions and millions of people being wiped out, destroyed. And God has been speaking to us about why He wants to go deeper in our lives, why He wants us to live clean, why He wants us to be prepared, why He wants us to be like those in that parable of the ten virgins they all had a lamp each and they were waiting uh, for the bridegroom to come. They all began to drift off and then suddenly at midnight the the bell rang and he's coming, he's coming and the ten woke up, five their oils were, the their lamps were pretty empty of oil and they said to the other five, "Can you lend us some oil?" And they said, "Well we can't, because if we lend you some, we're going to run out. So the, the five who lacked the oil they needed ran off to go and find some. But while they were gone, the bridegroom came, the five who were ready went in with him. the five that went off came back and they said, and the door was shut and they said, "Sorry, we don't know you." And I, I, God is working in our lives by his mercy and his grace. Because he doesn't want any one of us to be uh, an empty lamp virgin waiting for the bridegroom to come and to work and move. He wants us to be people that our oil, the lamps of our lives, the oil in our lives is full, our wick is trimmed, and we're living prepared, we're living ready so that as God is pouring out His Spirit, as He's beginning to release those first drops of rain, He wants those that, that first drops to become uh, uh, a... Um, an, uh, what's the phrase? Yes, well, He wants it to become like a rainfall going on that becomes a, 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 an actual drenching of who we are. He wants that, the few drops to become a consistent rainfall. So today is not the end of something. It's only the beginning, these few weeks, into what God is doing in a new and fresh way. Now, do you perceive that and do you discern that in your own life? Because discernment is more than what you see in the natural. Discernment is your spiritual radar being in the air, your spiritual aerial being in the air, discerning what the Holy Spirit is doing. And because of what he's saying and doing, we then respond in our hearts and lives to what he is doing, not to what we see, but to what he is doing. And then in relation to what he's saying and doing, we then respond to that and then we see what God wants to do outwork through our lives. Thursday night this last week was probably the most powerful night out of all of the impact uh, encounter. Night. They were all powerful, but particularly Thursday. Why? Because God is not going to diminish in what he's doing. He's only going to increase in terms of what he's doing. And so... I've entitled today's message, if you can call it a message. I don't know. I've just put, it's beginning to rain. Do you perceive it? It's beginning to rain. Do you want to get wet? It's beginning to rain. Do you want it to become rainfall and then into a storm? It's three or four so far. Anybody else? want? is Is that what you want in your life? Honestly, because we're coming into days where we cannot remain silent. We can't, we can't be, sit in our lives and wait for somebody else to initiate something, to spark something in us. You have the initiator on the inside of you. You have the one who sparks the life and the word of God and the spirit of God on the inside of you. One of the phrases God's been giving me over the last few weeks is, we're coming into an unprecedented time unprecedented time. God does not want to repeat anything he's done before. God wants to do something totally new and he's beginning that and there's lots of other people around the nation sensing the same thing. We only hooked into a little bit of yesterday's online thing from the the prayer day in Wembley, but but it was powerful. I mean, the atmosphere there, it was like, you know, there was an atmosphere of expectancy, of faith, of of, of not just what God is going to do, but an expectancy coming through the, 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 the broadcast of God is doing something already. Something's beginning, something's beginning, something's beginning. Now is the time, now is the time, now is the time. I mean, it wasn't there, but that's what came through. There was probably a lot more to it than that and the prayer that was going on. But we're in an unprecedented time. What does the word unprecedented mean? It means without previous instance. It means never before known. It means, uh, or experienced. It means unexampled or unparalleled. It's to to be living in an unprecedented event. Now, not just a one-off event, but an ongoing time without previous instance. So God's not going to do something he's done before. He's going to do something in a completely different way. Are we ready? Are we ready? God is not going to fit in with our, into our boxes. It's important that we have times like the last couple of Sundays where we just flow, we worship, God speaks, we respond and all of that. But it's also good that we sit down sometimes, like this morning, have a little bit of a summary, where are we and where are we going next? What does this mean? Now, there are numbers of you, I know, in, in, the, in the congregation here and also in other congregations where you're praying, you get, some of you are having visions, some of you are having prophetic words, some of you are having dreams. And you're writing these things down and you're sending them in and uh, saying, look, I've had this from the Lord, just want to submit it. And, uh, you know, and we're responding back to those people and, and, and just keep praying, keep going. Because a lot of what people are getting is confirmation of what God is saying and doing. Um, but people are getting downloads from God. And you know, when you hear something personally from God, it lives in you in a different way than if you just hear things from other people. And so in the middle of what God is doing, it's really important that you, you are hearing God yourself and getting downloads from God in the midst of what God is doing because then you carry more personally what God is doing, not just the corporate thing that's being declared and spoken and then you plug into it at another level because you're you're receiving something on the inside of you now I'm just going to read can I have a bit of water is all right. God, I haven't eaten for I don't know how long so um, I weigh about three stone now and, um, I'm not having any desserts today I can't start with sugar I think i will well, I don't know, I'll end up in hospital, I think. No, I'm not going to... That's why I'm not starting with sugar. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, somebody... So there's a number of you, and I'm going to read out a few bits and pieces of things here, um, because of, of things people have been receiving, okay? Uh, there's, one, there's one person, okay, who... Um, uh, sent in a prophetic word and everything and it's called this is the title of it a new dispensation now what does the word dispensation mean it's like wow what is that the word dispensation is there's an obvious meaning okay if you shorten it it's to dispense okay it's to disperse something distribute or dispense you go to a chemist and they they you know the dispensary or whatever it's something that's given out now to spiritualise it from a biblical point of view. What does the word mean biblically? This is amazing. The word dispensation means the divine ordering of the affairs of the world. (laughs) So think, think about that for a moment. A new dispensation, there's a new divine ordering of the affairs of the world. What is that going to look like? If we believe it's beginning to rain and God wants to increase the first kind of drops of rain into rain fall, and then becoming like a storm in our nation and beyond, it's going to change things. It's going to redefine things. There will be a reordering of things. There's a storm going on in our nation and even yesterday, it's interesting, one of the things that was said at the prayer thing, uh, yesterday, the prayer day, was that um, if God is shaking everything and allowing stuff to be shaken, if I can use this terminology in my own words, then the person said, why, why would we pray peace, peace over the nation when actually there's got to be a load of shaking and unrest and disturbance So that people begin to cry out for God because it's only when people get saved that true peace is going to come into their lives. So what we don't want to be praying over all the turmoil is just settle down, settle down, settle down. As if we're talking to the turmoil. Because we don't forget the turmoil. What God is interested in is people's lives. What He's interested in. He's not interested whether we're in or out of Europe, but the EU on one level. Because whether we're in or out, it will not change God's plan and purposes for our nation. He's still going to do what he wants to do. So if you say, well, if we stayed in, God won't be able to do what... That's like saying the EU is stronger than who God is. So let's not look at the outward. Let's just understand who God is. God's allowing stuff to be shaken or whatever. He's allowing men to get into a mess. Because that's ultimately what we do when there's loads of factions fighting against each other and we don't get our own way. So, what God, part of it is a divine reordering of the affairs of the world. What else does dispensation mean? An appointment, an arrangement, or favor as according to who God is. It means a divinely appointed time. So when the word dispensation is used in what I'm going to read out, just just be thinking, it's divine ordering of the world affairs according to who God is and what He's going to do. Okay, It's an appointed age, appointed time. Ephesians 1, 9-10, this is how it starts. Having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which which He purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation, in this outpouring, in this release, in this reordering... Uh, of the fullness of the times, he might gather together all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in Him. Now nobody knows when Jesus is coming back. Only the Father knows that, but there's a growing sense that this next thing that God does, I don't even want to call it a move of God, but th- this next dispensation <laughs> or unprecedented time, whatever that God's going to do, There's such a sense that we're we're living in the last days. But then maybe other generations that came to this point thought the same as well. But even if it is or isn't, we want to live like it is. We want to live like Jesus is coming back soon. Because that's how we're called to live as the church, the five virgins that were ready. Isaiah 43 to 5, the voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed because that's what it's all about. It's all about God's glory on the earth as it is in heaven. And all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Do we believe, do we believe that we are going to live in days where God is moving so extensively that everybody in the world knows that God is doing something. Whether they are into it or not, whether they believe it or not, but every nation around the world is going to know that God is moving, that God is at work because of what God is doing. God is not going to return today. Are you heretic? (laughs) I don't think he is going to return Sunday, the 27th of January today. You never know because we don't know. But because he does say everybody's going to be eating and drinking, doing their thing. And suddenly, boom, here he is. uh, Like in the days of Noah. But I think there's a few more people that God wants to save. Because he's talking uh, too much about harvest for him to come today. Okay, here we go. I'll just read this. Many prophecies are talking of a new season, but it's not so much a new season upon us, but a shift into a new dispensation, a new reordering of what God is doing. Seasons come and go. They ebb and flow. They turn and repeat. But this time is not one that has been before. And it's not one that will ever be repeated. The time is of the age, which is, it is a time that the Spirit has been eagerly awaiting for a time such as now, a new period of dispensation, that will require a new level of stewardship, one that will require the church to move as a united body to reap the harvest. This period will be like, unlike anything the church has known before. What has gone before was a glimpse and a preparation for this time. Now God has spoken that to Kingdom Faith, to us before. There's been seasons of revival during the history of kingdom faith. And one of the things he said during those times were that these were these were a foretaste, these were a glimpse of what we would then be living in on an ongoing basis as kingdom faith. This dispensation is unlike any era that has been before. As you enter into this new period of time that is being ushered in, ensure that there is no unfinished business, no outstanding debt of forgiveness Or unconfessed sin. Now, God's been working in our hearts and lives over these last few weeks, doing a cleansing work, doing a deeper work. It's not necessarily that we want to sin, but as we move forward with God, we live more in the light of who He is, in the the reality of our relationship with Him, and therefore, God does show us stuff. Um, Attend to that which the Lord shows you in order that anything that could be a thread to the past is cut so that you can receive the fullness of this dispensation, of this reordering, of this outpouring of what God is doing to move freely into everything the Lord has without any hindrance. Let your hands open fully to receive as they let go of what has gone before. Letting go not just the pain and wrestle of previous years but letting go of the good, of the, the accolades, the rewards and even the fruit of the past which has all been all his and all for his glory. But nothing you, you have had before uh, should you bring into the new except the wisdom and the anointing that God has been growing in you through the developing of your character by the Spirit of God. For he's been renewing the mindset of his people and transforming them in preparation for this dispensation. This dispensation is obviously one of the Spirit. There'll be a move and an outpouring of the Spirit that will rest upon those who have availed themselves. It's important that every one of us personally engage with God in what he's saying and what he's doing. Now, we all have a relationship with the Lord and we all engage at that level. But it's also prophetically, what is God saying on a bigger level than just you and I in our own relationship with Him? What is He saying to the body? What is He saying to the church? What does that mean in terms of of our response? What is He saying to the nation, even though they're not listening? Because the church is to be the voice of God to the nation. And therefore his voice needs to be heard. And so obviously God is still working and moving in the church, getting us ready, even though it's beginning to rain, even he's still working in us and he'll continue to do that all the way through. No matter how much it's raining and pouring and, and there's a release of God, he will always continue to be working in us so that we live with clean hands and a pure heart on an ongoing basis. For he's been, uh, let's have a look. This, uh, there will be a special grace that is given to those who avail themselves, a dispensation of unmerited grace and favor to fulfill the call. For this is the time of the harvest, and all the laborers should join together a connected body united in its purpose. The church cannot presuppose how the Spirit will move but God is downloading the strategy and the blueprint so that each will know how to position themselves and step out into the call. However, God would call us to be vigilant and alert. The enemy is a defeated foe, but as the nations become spiritually awake, so the deceiver will continue to try and deceive even the elect or the brethren or the body of Christ. Discernment is a gift that we need to be operating in as you continue to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Praise is the gateway to victory. The word is your sword. It will give you clarity to discern what is true, to discern between flesh and spirit and and between spirits. Meditate on the word of God. Read it, chew on it, speak it, recite it, declare it, sing it. For my word is at work. Allow your spirit to be open to the word in a fresh way. Allow the Holy One to open your eyes to the truth you have not seen before. For this is a time of greater depth of revelation and you will perceive things that were, not previ- that, that were previously hidden. So seek out the hidden treasures in the word. Reread and absorb what you thought you already knew but had not seen before in the secret place. The word will not only protect you, but also equip you to open blind eyes and to quicken the spirit within other people. The word in this dispensation, in this new time, in this release of what God's doing is imperative. By it, you'll be like a scalpel in the Lord's hand that can cut to the heart with precision as you speak and live according to the truth. So be excited, get prepared, acquire the strategy, be built up in the Word and walk in the discernment into this new time, this dispensation, this reordering of God that is before us. And let's join together to see the harvest brought in before the return of the King. Amen. 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 Now there's a lot in there, but a lot of it is confirming what God's been saying and maybe putting a few kind of different kind of details and thoughts on it. So we're only just at the beginning of something new that God is doing. And so we want to continue to press into God. We want to continue to move forward in God. So maybe the intensity, like we've had you know, early prayer meetings, lunchtime things, encounter nights, maybe the intensity together won't be as much for the next couple of months or so. Um, but hopefully there's an intensity going on in your spirit. That when we meet, in small groups, and the dynamic of life that is shared, and the prayer that goes on, and the focus of what that's all about, there's an increase of God's life, not just in that, but through that in terms of what's happening. When we meet on a Sunday, the intensity of what He's doing, uh, there's an increase. And in reason you can hear it, there's a, there's a different sound in here this morning, you know? Why? Because there's a different sound in our lives. So when we come together, there should be a different sound and a different release in terms of what God is doing and saying. There's a couple of other pictures, things that go in line with this. I'm just going to just really quickly share. Um, and, and somebody else saw a, a huge, vast beach covered and littered in filth and rubbish and debris. And there was a huge tidal wave that was on its way. And that tidal wave was going to cleanse the beach and deal with all the rubbish. Like deal with every, all the rubbish on the land in people's lives. God was going to cleanse. It's like a house that needs a total makeover and clean up in it so that everything is ordered, ready for the owner to come and live in it Amen. and house himself in it in a, in a fresh way. Another one, uh, which uh, maybe is something that you, you think a bit more about, um, the bride preparing herself and waiting for the bridegroom. No no taint or stain or filth in in or anything on the dress or in her life because she wants to make herself ready for the groom. That's what we're doing. But it's not just... Um, so when we get ready in meetings, it's how we live our lives. It's the thinking that we allow to go on. It's the decisions we make, the choices we make, the way we relate to one another, the way we are, the way we respond, and all of that. that is all, that's all connected with how we live as a bride ready for the bridegroom. It's in our witness and how we reach in other people. We'll come to that in a minute. Then somebody had a, had a, a vision of a huge cyclone. This was last week. In the church, sweeping right through. It was extremely powerful and swept everything up. Purposefully position yourselves in the center of the cyclone. A move of the spirit is beginning like nothing we've experienced before. Powerful, huge, demonstrative. The wind of the spirit, not a gentle breeze, but a huge cyclone. Another word don't muddy the waters refrain from interfering with what the Holy Spirit is doing. What the Spirit is doing is represented by that clear, pure, living water that we stand in and live in. But we are not to try and kick up the waterbed by putting our human mark on things and muddying the purity and the clarity of what he is doing. We can't allow any human effort or intervention to get in the way of what God is doing. So how do we do that? We just stay humble. Make sure we keep ourselves humble before the Lord. Now there's other words and other things that people have been sharing and giving and and there's a kind of bit of a running order, a bit of a thing that God's doing. Make sure you're clean and by making sure you're clean in your lives you're you're living prepared. In that preparation you're waiting on me. Now waiting on God isn't passive as we spoke about I don't know when it was a couple of weeks ago somewhere in somewhere in all the meetings we've been having and uh, Wait means to 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 go after something with an eager expectation. It's like waiting on God. So waiting is, is biblically is actually to seek the Lord. So as we allow God to cleanse us, we live prepared. We continue to seek Him, and that moves that turns into a move of the Spirit, which leads to the harvest, which is what God's been speaking about. So what's God been saying overall? Is a few weeks ago there's a cloud. Remember the story? Elijah up the mountain praying servant comes back it's a cloud on the horizon he jumps up tucks everything into his belt why? so there's nothing in his life that's flapping around that can affect how he runs with the spirit of God for the purpose of God to be outworked so and God has been doing that he's been making sure that every, everything in our lives is tucked into the belt of truth that he's in line with his truth in our lives anything that isn't We've been cutting it off and dealing with it so because we don't want to tuck sin and other rubbish into the belt. We only want to tuck everything of who he is in so that we can run with him in the way that he wants. Yeah. So there was a cloud, that, that thing that a couple of weeks ago. And then last week that I titled it, Are You Ready for the Rain? And it was about being hot or... It was one or the other, wasn't it, last week. And hopefully if you come back this week, it's because you're over here. I'm assuming if you didn't come back this week and there was just me and and a couple of others here, it's like, all right, okay, everybody's made their choice. Are you ready for the rain? What's going on? There's a few drops, there's a bit of a release, there's the start of something, just the beginnings of something, just the beginnings. But that needs to turn into a rainfall. How does that happen? We just continue moving forward with God. In our lives personally, when we come together, whatever setting it is in, let's not... Go back to how we were a few weeks ago in any way, shape or form. Let's continue on in what God is doing. Whatever new habits that God has been developing over the last few weeks in your own personal life, in your home, what that looks like in your family, continue on in those. Let's live a fasted lifestyle. Not just Let's not leave fasting to a few weeks at the beginning of, of a year or maybe if we do a bit here and there during the year. Let's live a fasted lifestyle. Maybe God has weaned you off some things over the last few weeks because you've given yourself to Him and therefore some things have died off in you uh, because you've you've got more of Him going on in your life. Let's continue to fuel that. Let's continue to fuel that. Don't just think because the fasting's finished today, oh great, we can just go back to doing this and that. Oh, Oh, praise God, I can do that again now or whatever it is. I don't know. Allow the Holy Spirit to be the voice that determines things on the inside of you. So, if you are thinking of—I'm no, not talking about sin, but just how we use some of our time—you <clears throat> might think, "Oh, yeah, we we'll do that." But there's still small voices. No, don't go back to that, because it'll only lead further to using more time. To you know, I don't—I don't know what that might mean for your life. Okay. It's just last few things. So, what was God really getting on about? Harvest. This is all about the harvest. That's what this is all about. Yesterday's prayer meeting in London—it was about the nation. It's about the harvest. It wasn't just, can we just change a few laws so we have Christian reference in the background somewhere in our nation. It was like, God, we need you in our nation. We need your salvation. We need you to move like never before. So, where is Jesus? It's not a quick, he's, he's obviously in heaven now. And he's interceding for us right now. Pastor Colin brought a message. Was it Tuesday morning? I'd encourage everybody, listen to the keynote message from Tuesday morning. Uh, the, he brings a keynote every Tuesday up at uh, the 8 o'clock uh, when we meet up at Roffy. And um, you've got to listen to that. It was a brilliant, It was it, what he basically talked about was Jesus interceding for us all the time. And when we pray, we are supposed to join in with the intercession that Jesus is doing. It's, it's, just have a listen to it, right? It, it transforms your prayer life and how you pray. So he's there interceding for us. But if he was here, where where would he be? Let's have a look. Matthew 4. I know time's gone. We'll finish in a moment. Matthew 4:19. Jesus says, "Come, follow me, and I'll make you fishes of men." So where is Jesus going now, to seek and to save that which is lost? Luke 19:10. What's he saying to us? Follow me into the harvest because that's where your fruitfulness is. That is where your future is. Are you ready for that? Because God is turning our lives inside out, inside out. It's not just a good phrase, catchy phrase. God is turning our lives inside out. He spoke to us gear everything for harvest. And just remember if you had that vision, a picture that God showed me uh, how many a little while ago. I was walking down a road, and I had two opportunities, this path or that path, this looked like the ninth one. It looked like I'd love to go down there. It looks brilliant, beautiful. and, and just a nice place. This one looked narrow and rocky and dark and, and, but, and I knew I've got to go that way and so I went down that way and at the further I went down the, the forest that I began to walk into got closer and closer and more dense to the point where even the branches and things were sticking in me and, and were trying to stop me from going forward and in the middle of that picture I, I just knew I had to punch somehow, just punch through what was trying to stop me from going and as I punched like that it's like my arm went into this massive open expanse that was this vast, vast harvest field, uh, just full, ready to be harvested. And, and as that happened, then these, these tr- I, I could push through and come out. And then I was standing right on the edge of this vast, vast thing. Th- that's all I could see. But in this harvest field, there were huge, huge crates at different points all over this harvest field. And in, in some crates, there was uh, uh, resource, Equipment in other ones. There was people uh, who were on the. There were other. There was money in other ones. There were buildings in other ones. And basically, God said, "Everything you need is in the harvest. You're not going to find it where you used to be and where you've come from. Everything is going to be in the harvest. Your future is out there. So push into the harvest. Press into the harvest. Because that's the future." So the only way we can go as kingdom faith is into the future, not back to it, but into it, into the harvest, because that's our future. So what's our our response today then? Well, not just a sheet of paper with next steps on it, but we gave you one of those just to help focus some things. But what is our response? If God is saying, make sure you're clean, make sure you're prepared, make sure you're living ready, make sure... What's our next steps then? God is working and moving. Let's continue to pursue God. But in that, make sure, as, as in that prophetic word that I read out, if there's anything left undone or not sorted, we need to sort it. Don't let anything linger. Because anything that lingers becomes mouldy. When it becomes mouldy, then there's stuff growing in it and that's not good for you. It'll cause ill health and ultimately death. So we don't want to have anything like that in our lives. So if you you still haven't sorted some things out relationally in your marriage or with your family or with friends, whoever it might be, I encourage you, please get on with it. Please do it. If you need help in how to do it, come and have a conversation, All right? And we'll help you. If you don't know how to do that, how do you deal with it, come and have a conversation and we'll help you to have those conversations to deal with stuff. Why? Because we've got to be living ready if we believe that God is pouring out something and releasing something on such a scale, in such such a way, in these coming months and years in our nation, man, we've got to be living ready. Because we've got to go with it, not be overtaken by it and left somewhere. What does that mean for our witness? Man, Alpha is one opportunity, great, but God's going to overtake that. Alpha's great, helping to prime the pump for us a bit and invite people in, in our witness. But as the Holy Spirit increases what he's doing, God is just going to be convicting people, dealing with people, saving people. He's going to, God's going to overtake any methodology of man. That's a tool, it's a resource. It's full of truth. But at the end of the day, God will probably end up overtaking that and we'll just be finding so many people that are coming to the Lord that it's like it outstrips certain things I'm not do you understand what I'm saying there I know some of you are thinking you've gone over time we need to go home or you're waiting for your bit of cake and custard or whatever you're going to have at the end let's all stand together and I'll finish preaching while, while we're all, you think I've finished but I'll carry on <laughs> can you get that track ready the rain track or whatever it is we're going to sing that to finish okay I'll witness that's where we're going guys that's where we're going more and more and more honestly invite somebody to Alpha they can only say no as Colin said yes it's, what happens in it is the prayer that goes on and the things that we if we're full of faith in life and we're in those conversations it's what God does in those moments the, the, the things are tool a resource to spark something it's what then goes on after that where we see God working and moving in people's lives, because they ask a question, we start talking, and with the dynamic of faith that we have, the life that we have, and the prayer that's going on, the Holy Spirit then goes, boom, into people's hearts and lives. Amen? But in our general witness, so I'll just while, while we get that track ready, just close your eyes for a minute. How many of you know on the inside, you're not just excited, but you know there's like a, it's begun to rain. It's begun to rain. It's begun to rain. How many of you sent, You don't have to put your hands up. How many of you sense that? It's begun to rain. It's begun to rain. I'm not looking at the outward, I'm looking at this in the spirit. It's begun to rain. If you haven't picked that up yet and you're like, oh, I don't get it, maybe just where you are say, Holy Spirit, would you show me? Would you speak to me? Show me, speak to me about this. But also, we need to position ourselves as a body, as a people, right? I, I don't want, I'm not just satisfied with a little bit of rain, so I'm not going to back off. Now is the very moment not to back off. Please do not back off because the fast officially finishes today. This is the very moment to keep your foot to the floor in your life. (laughs) Honestly. Because the enemy is just waiting. Yeah, 21 days is over. They'll back off a bit and then boom, I'm back in there with a little bit of apathy, a little bit of familiarity, a little bit of slothfulness. That'll do. Take the edge off them. Brilliant. Brilliant. They'll come back in another year's time and the pastor goes, oh, hey, we're going to do 21 days of fast. It's going to be awesome. God's going to change the nation. And they'll get excited for three weeks, but then they'll go back and I'll go, I'll get the foot in again. And ha, it's just a cycle of rubbish they're going around. That's, that's the enemy's lie. And that's what he wants. So please don't take your foot off. This is not for my benefit. This doesn't benefit me whatsoever. This is all about God. His glory, His purposes, what He wants to do in our nation, in our towns, in our communities. Why is this so important for you and I? Because your life and my life matter in God's purposes. If you and I don't matter in God's purposes, He would bypass all of us and just get on with it anyway. And so he's not finished. That's why you're important. That's why your your life matters in terms of what God is is doing. So. Just say to God, Father, I want to continue to set my face on you, set my life on you, set my marriage on you, set my family on you. Father, I thank you. I want to continue to set my workplace as a place of witness with my neighbours, my friends, my family, whoever they are. I set my face to go after you and to be who you've called me to be. I refuse to go back to anything that you have set me free from, got me out of. I'm now living in the good of something new, Father. I want to continue to pursue you and go forward in your purposes. How many of you how many are saying yes and amen to that this morning? Okay, let's play that track. We're going to sing this and then we're going to finish this morning. Okay, I know all the kids are coming in. Great, they can join in with this. If people are out in the hub, tell them to come in here. The kids are running around say, hey, come in here. We're going to sing something together. But let's sing this as a declaration, not only over our lives, but the, the nation. The nation, the nation. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that it is raining. Now you are at work. You are on the moon. Father, we ask you that you continue to take us from the first drips of rain, the first drops. And you continue to move us into that steady rainfall. That steady rainfall, that steady rainfall, so that you, we can be led by You. You show us how to cooperate and work with You in this new time, in this unprecedented time, this time of dispensation, this God reordering the affairs of the world, that we would not try and put You into the way we do stuff, but You would reorder, even the church, You would reorder so that we are ready to serve You in this, these coming days and not try and get You to serve what we're doing. So, Father, we praise your name, your mighty name. Come on, everybody give a great shout of praise. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from
1: Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.